the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. God will gladly take over navigating our lives when we surrender to Him. He's standing on the outside, waiting for us to open the door of our hearts from the inside. We must let Him in and give Him complete control. As Pastor Rander continues today's message, listen closely as he focuses in on God's criteria for knowing His will and what we must willingly do to live in Him, through Him, and for Him. God must always be first in all things, and we must submit to His Lordship in all things. Remember to keep your Bible, pen, and paper handy. Does Job fear God for nothing? Verse 10. Uh, God, you, you, have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, and around all that he has on every side of him? You have blessed the work of his hands and his possessions have increased in the land. My friend, when God permits his children to be attacked by the enemy and and Job was attacked, furiously attacked, lost his health, his children, his money, his cattle, his loan, his livestock. I mean, Satan attacked him furiously. But God says you can do all that, but just don't touch his life to the point of death. When God permits his children to be attacked by the enemy, we must take comfort in knowing that God will never permit us to be tested beyond what we can bear. Always remember, whatever you're going through, God knows how much you can bear. God knows how much is enough. He will not take you beyond your breaking point. And, and always remember that when he is sending you through things, he's refining you. He's refining you. He's molding you. He's sifting your life. He's maturing you. He, he's making you uh, more fit for the kingdom of God to do more services unto him. God knows how much you can bear. First Corinthians ten thirteen says no temptation has overtaken you. That is not common to man. God is faithful that he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he the temptation, not temp, this is not temptation to sin. Don't, don't get that mixed up now. This is time of testing for spiritual development. You know, uh, he, uh, but, but but with the temptation, the test, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Victory over Satan and sin is a sure sign that we have been born again. Victory over Satan and sin is a sure sign that we have been what? Born again. Number two, we know that we are from God, which gives us the power over the wicked one. We know that we are from God. 
and born of God and born again because we have power over the wicked one. Who is the wicked one? Satan. Verse 19 says, we know that we are from God and the whole world lies in the power of the wicked one. The whole world over in Africa and Asia and America, I can see people under the influence of the wicked one in every dimension, in high places, in low places, in the media, in the video industry, in the fashion industry. All you have to do, if you have spiritual insight and if you're looking at all of life through uh, the lens of scripture, you can see people who are in the lap of the wicked one. The wicked one. And even Christians get so far from God until they begin to look more like the child of Satan than the child of God. Because they they listen to people and the media and the politics and the stuff and they can't rejoice and they can't at what God is doing in the life of his church. Verse 19, we know that we are from God and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. Beloved, those without Christ are children of the devil, the evil one who is of the devil and are under his power. There are people all around you. You have friends that are under the power of the evil one. There are people in here who think they're saved, but they are under the power of the evil one. You have relatives that are under the power of the evil one. There are, there, are, there, there are professors in high places who are under the power of the evil one. The uh, Celebrities are under the power of the evil one, using their influence to control. When a Christian has been born again, he no longer is under the power of in control of Satan, but is under the lordship of Jesus Christ, who gives us power to be victorious over the evil one. Whereas Satan has this world system under his power and under his control. Listen, I want you to hear this black ball headed preacher well. You are either a child of God or you're a child of the wicked one. Did you get what I said? You're either a child of God or you're a child of Satan. The real question is, whose child are you? The power of Satan over his children cannot be broken apart from trusting Christ alone as their personal savior. Everyone in here is somebody's child. Whose child are you? Are you a child of the living God or are you a child of Satan, the wicked one, the evil one? Number three, we must know that the son of God has already come. That's a truism we must know. We must know that the, the son of God has already came. He came when he was born in Bethlehem of Judea, but yet he's coming back again. Amen. Verse 28 says, and we know that the son of God has come and has given us understanding. When you trust God and when you read his word, he gives you spiritual understanding. You can rejoice when God has moved. You can rejoice in what God is doing in your life. You can rejoice in being set free 
You can rejoice that you have understanding from God, that you have spiritual insight from God to the extent that you can hear like you've never heard before. You can see on a whole nother spiritual dimension that folk cannot even see. And that's why they oftentimes contest what you say because they're not at your level. That's the problem. They're not at your level because they don't know the Bible and they don't internalize the Bible. So they take issue with you in their biblical illiteracy. Look how quiet it got then. Can you swap? Now that's spiritual spinach. <laughs> that's spiritual spinach. You don't, have, you don't have to say amen. It's the truth whether you say amen or not. I say it again since you're having problems with it. Let me just say it again. You better say move on, Pastor. You better say amen so I can move on. Uh, verse, two, verse 28 says, and we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding. Say understanding. And some Christian got bad understanding. Think bad. Think like the culture. You've allowed politics to mess you up. It's sickening how you have succumbed to the ideologies and this, and this world satanic system of operation. See, you're not going to get this on our witness news. Spiritual understanding. Say spiritual understanding. That comes from God. That's, you know, God was contested. They took issues with Christ. I expect folk to take issue with me. I expect folk to get mad at me. I don't expect everybody to kiss me every time I preach. I don't expect that. I don't expect, will you preach a good message? No, you don't like it. You're not going to say it. Matter of fact, I don't need your approval. (laughs) The Lord just gave me that. That's not on the paper. I don't need your approval. I, I don't need your approval. You say, well, you know why? Because I, all I need is approval from God. I just, I'm so serious about this. Y'all have allowed the lies of this world system to take away your joy. And you can't even rejoice in what God is doing. We must know that Jesus Christ has already come. And when we believe and receive him, he opens blinded eyes to understand the gospel. When we receive Christ, he opens our spiritual blinded eyes and give us salvation. When we're saved, he gives us spiritual illumination as you read the word, hear the word. And he gives you spiritual enlightenment. Say spiritual enlightenment. He opens your minds so that you can see. And you know, when he does that, he don't do that just for you, but he wants you to to be able to inculcate that in the lives of your children and your grandchildren and your neighbors and your relatives to impact the sphere of those around you. Number four, we must know and believe that God is the only true God and eternal life. We must know and believe that Christ is the only true God and eternal life. The only way to possess salvation and live the victorious Christian life is to believe that Christ is the only true God and eternal life. Allow me to say that again. 
We must know and believe that Christ is the only true God and eternal life, the only way to possess salvation and live the victorious Christian life is to believe that Christ is the only, say only, only. true God and eternal life. He said, where do you get that from? Verse 20b, so that we may know him, the Lord Jesus, who is true, he's the God of truth, and we are in him who is true, and in his son, Jesus Christ, he is the true God and eternal life. Beloved, if you doubt or do not believe that Jesus is the God of truth, the son of the living God, and the only provider of eternal life, then you are lost and you are in spiritual danger of heading to a Christless eternity in hell. If you don't believe Jesus is the true God and is the author of eternal life, we must know Satan's agenda for our lives. I said again, we must know Satan's agenda for our lives, one of which is to confuse believers at the point of their salvation. If he can get you to doubt the least little bit that Jesus is the only true God and eternal life and that life, spiritual life only comes through him, you will struggle at the point of salvation. You will waver on your salvation. You will be confused at the point of your salvation and not have the ability to gain spiritual traction to live the victorious Christian life. Satan desires to persecute. You know what he wants to do to you? I want you to hear me well. Satan desires to persecute you. He desires to tempt you. He desires to test you. He's an accuser of the brethren, so therefore he desires to accuse you. And to use his influence and power to accomplish his evil and diabolical plan against your life. And mine even more because I lead and I'm the shepherd of this flock. You think he's coming at you and Satan give you some bad days? He's giving me and my wife even worse because we're operating at a different spiritual dimension. You understand? That's why you're supposed to pray for me. I stopped the message there. Let me ask you a question. Let me, how many of y'all are praying for my wife and I? Let me see. That's good. You need to pray for me. You know why? Because I need prayer. This, this is not an easy day to give leadership to people. It's really not. Shepherding God's people is not for wimps. It's not for cowards. And, uh, it's a difficult day. It is an evil day. Do you know what they did to people who just said what God said? They persecuted Jeremiah. They persecuted Ezekiel and Isaiah. They beheaded Paul. You know, they crucified Jesus. And you think that you think he's not going to mess with your pastor? And furthermore, you think he's not going to mess with you? That's why we need to be a united front. We don't have time to be mad at each other, holding grudge against one another, fussing and fighting over stuff that has no eternal significance. We have to be a united front, standing together in the unity of the, of the spirit with the whole armor of God and fighting that devil together. 
But you know what? We can't fight the good fight together. Many churches are not of the same mind. That's a whole nother. I got a message. You wait. It's already developed. I just don't know when I'm going to preach it. I got a message on the mind of Christ. I just can't wait till I release it. It's already there. It's been done. I'm just saying, God, when do you want me to preach it? I'm just trying to decide. Lord, got to give me wisdom of when to preach the mind of Christ. We can all be here and have such different minds. I mean, we we say we're saved. We wash by the same blood. We're going to the same heaven. But we got different minds. We agree on so little, but we all going to heaven anyhow. Why can't we think in the unity of the spirit? I can't wait to deal with that later on. He inflicts pain. Satan afflicts sufferings. He calls you to be puffed up in pride. He moves you to start stuff. He moves you to doubt God. He moves you to create confusion. He moves you to throw rocks and hide your hand. Even though this is our father's world, Satan knows that his time is short and he is desperately at work trying to keep this world held captive under his power and influence. Beloved, you must know without a doubt that you have been born again. Life is too short, the world is too dangerous, and Satan is too busy for you to be unsure about your salvation, insecure about your salvation, wavering on your salvation, and wondering if you are really saved. Then number five, we cannot live the victorious Christian life until we abstain from idolatry. We cannot live the victorious Christian life Until we abstain from idolatry. Verse 21 says, little children, keep yourselves from idols. What a big statement. don't, Don't you run past that. Little children, keep yourselves from what? Idols. Believers must guard against embracing and holding on to a false theology about God, which leads to idolatry. When you embrace a false theology about God, it leads inevitably to idolatry. You say, well, what is an idol? Let let me not leave you wondering. An idol is anything that usurps the place of God in the heart of his children. An idol is anything that usurps the place of God in the heart of his children. Idolatry is putting anyone or anything ahead of God. It's it's to put anyone or anything ahead of God. That's idolatry. What is it? It is to love and to have an affection for the things of this world above Christ who created it all. Let me say that again. It is to love and have an affection for the things of this world above Christ who created it all. You have become idolatrous when you have a sinful attachment to people. Did you get that? Some of y'all can't live without people. Well, let me call her. Let me call him. 
You can let me call my relative, my sister, she'll know the answer. God knows the answer. See, I gotta read this. I gotta see what the book. I gotta. Uh, 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 uh. Don't you dare put other relationship before Jesus. Trust in the Lord and lean not to, to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge not your auntie, not your uncle, not all these people. I'm not saying they're not wise, and I'm not saying they can't give you a good word, but you can't totally rely on them. One day they might be in a bad mood. <laughs> They might give you an emotional answer. You have become idolatrous when you have a sinful attachment to people. Some of y'all can't do without each other. You text each other all day with you. Some of y'all talk to you, talk to you. You have relationships that you have that you interact with way over and above the true and living God. You can't go without talking to them. And you haven't talked to God all day. Oh, don't get me talk. Let me go on. You have become idolatrous when you have a sinful attachment to people. You have a sinful attachment to places. There are certain places some Christians keep going knowing they ought not go there. You know why some folk get killed? They're in the wrong place. At least if I get killed, Lord, let me be in the right place. Let me at least be in H-E-B church, Costco, you know, car wash. Don't let me get killed in a strip club. Come on. You know, you know, some of y'all, y'all ask, well, you, you expect to get shot up if you out there at three o'clock in the morning, drunk with crazy folk, won't go home. Why are you not at home? Go home. Go home. Go home. A lot of folks are dead. They just didn't go home. You addicted to certain places. You gotta go there. You gotta go. You're addicted to things. Because they bring they bring you more pleasure than God, the God who saved you. Beloved, whatever controls your life becomes your God. <laughs> did, you, did that get by you? <laughs> Whatever controls your life becomes your God. What can that be? Your house, your land, your pet, uh, pets, your car, your job, your position, your career, your schedule, your children, your hobby, your sports, your politics, your money, your comfort, your physical appearance, your muscles, your beauty, your sex, your food, your astrology, people, relationships, television, social media, and cell phones, to name a few. When we get to know the only true and living God, a cheap substitute just won't do. It is only befitting that John concludes his epistle admonishing believers of the danger of idolatry. Not only is it a violation of God's commandment, it is also a subtle strategy that Satan uses to entice, to tempt, and to take control of God's children. 
Exodus chapter 20, verses 1 through 5b says, And God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for me yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. Why is he jealous? I I saved you. I died for you. I rose for you. And you're going to forsake me for some little wimpy thing? God is insulted. So many saints are committing spiritual adultery. 1 Corinthians 10, 14 says, Therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. In closing, we honor, worship, and glorify Christ when we live, apply, and govern our lives by these non-negotiable truths. Let me say that again. We honor, worship, and glorify our Lord when we live, apply, and govern our lives by these non-negotiable truths. You cannot live the victorious Christian life having it your way. You must be intentional about yielding your life to Christ and his word to bear spiritual fruit and live the victorious Christian life to the glory of God. I pose a question to you. Are you living a victorious Christian life or are you continuously struggling? Are you continuously experiencing defeat? Are you continuously living life without passion and zeal for Christ? Why don't you be intentional today and make up your mind and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and then act on your faith by living up to his expectation for you? Not everybody else's, his expectations for you, which results in your living the victorious Christian life. And all God's children said. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org, where you will find an archive of audio messages service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. If you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the radio broadcast support fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. The Maranatha Bible Church family invites you to join us Sunday, September 11th at 10 a.m. as we celebrate Grandparents' Day. During this special celebration, we will honor grandparents for their loving support and the spiritual foundation they have laid to guide us through life's journey. Come, be inspired, be tremendously blessed. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.